Welcome to day seven of the story that changes everything. You've made it through week one, just 51 more to go. Our readings for today are Genesis chapters 19 through 21 and Psalm 3. Here's some thoughts to guide your reading for today. The story of Sodom and Gomorrah's destruction in chapter 19 has some echoes or parallels to the earlier story of Noah. In both stories, there's an abundance of wickedness, corruption, and violence. In both stories, God's going to do something about it by responding with judgment and destruction while sparing a few righteous. And oddly, both stories end with the patriarch getting drunk and having strange interactions with their children. Like Abraham in the previous chapter, Lot responds with an act of hospitality when he sees the visiting strangers approaching the city. Lot sees the men while he's sitting in the gate of Sodom. Earlier, a text told us that Lot was living in the city. Now it appears he has a position of business, if not authority, in the community. Shaping Lot's hospitality is his clear realization that if he does not protect these men, the citizens of Sodom will not treat them with care, but with violence. And that's exactly what happens. Although much has been made about the demand for same-sex intimacy in the story, the narrative implies that this act is primarily viewed as attempted violence against these strangers. It's their intention to rape, to shame, and to take from these vulnerable guests whatever they can. Lot's attempt to make peace by offering up his daughters is terrible, and it hits the reader like a punch in the stomach. The men of the city are blinded by the messengers. The word here may mean that they were stricken with blindness, but the word may also mean that they were blinded by a bright light. There are several hints in the story that Lot and his family have been far more shaped by the wickedness of Sodom than they have made a difference within it. Initially, Lot hesitates to leave the city. One of the more tragic verses in the story is the laughter of Lot's future sons-in-law when he warns them of the coming destruction. And although there's no precise reason given in the text for Lot's wife turning around and becoming a pillar of salt, it seems to at least hint or indicate that something of the city has captured her heart and imagination. The story ends with even more tragedy. There's no future in the wilderness, so the daughters of Lot take matters into their own hands. In a strange plot twist, the daughters, whom Lot offered up to the men of the city for exploitation, end up turning around and taking advantage of their father. Their sons become the ancestors of both the Moabites and the Ammonites, tribes who will cause trouble for Israel in the future. And with this event, Lot disappears from the entire story. However, in God's grace, in the future, a Moabite woman named Ruth will become part of the lineage of both David and Jesus. As you read chapter 20, you might be saying to yourself, here we go again. Abraham gave Sarah away in chapter 12, and here he does it again. There are so many unanswered questions in this text. Why is Abraham afraid? Why does Sarah seem to go along with this plot? What did Abimelech want with a 90-year-old woman in the first place? Despite their fears and lack of faith, God rescues Sarah again, and Abraham even serves as a kind of prophetic intercessor who makes possible the end of barrenness for the house of Abimelech. One of the themes I'd love you to notice in these texts are that not all pagans are the same. The pagans of Sodom and Gomorrah in chapter 19 are evil and wicked, but this pagan king Abimelech in chapter 20 seems more righteous than either Abraham and Sarah, Yahweh's representatives. Sometimes in the Bible, good people show up in some strange places. God opens the wombs of Abimelech's wives, and in chapter 21, that finally carries over into the life of Sarah as well. 
She gives birth to a son, Isaac, whose name symbolizes the laughter that has finally come into her life. At a party to celebrate Isaac surviving through infancy, she sees Ishmael, quote, playing, unquote, with Isaac. This verb, playing, can be used both positively or negatively, but whichever it is in the text, Sarah sees it and is certainly unsettled by it. She realizes Ishmael is a threat to her sons and thus to her own future well-being. Notice in back-to-back chapters, both chapter 21 and tomorrow's reading, chapter 22, Abraham, quote-unquote, gets up early in the morning and sends or takes his sons into the wilderness where they will both come close to death. In this chapter, at the urging of God, he gets up early in the morning and sends Hagar and Ishmael away with just a few provisions. Again, God sees and hears the cries of Hagar and her son and speaks a word of hope and promise for them both. He gives to Hagar a well for her provision, and by the end of the chapter, he will have secured a well for Abraham too. In just a few chapters, Ishmael will join his brother Isaac to bury their father Abraham. So whatever happened here, there seems to at least be later in the text peace between these two brothers. These chapters are filled with good pagans and bad pagans, with God's people acting righteously and God's people acting badly. Yet, amid it all, God is responding in ways that work to bring about his provision and redeeming purposes. The psalm for today, Psalm 3, is perfect for these stories. The psalm reads this way, Lord, I have so many enemies. So many are standing against me. So many are talking about me. Even God won't help them, they say. But you, Lord, are my shield. You are my glory. You are the one who restores me. These are strange texts of conflict that speak to us, perhaps in our strange days of conflict and division, too. So read these stories carefully. Read looking for things you've never seen before. Listen to what the Spirit might be saying to you through the text today. Journal some of your reflections, your questions, your prayers, and know that the Lord sees you in your struggles today. Tomorrow's reading is Genesis chapters 22 through 24. See you tomorrow.